Welcome to Near-Death Experience Podcast, the official source of audio accounts for the Near-Death Experience Research Foundation, nderf.org. I'm Chaz Hathaway, author of Life in the Spirit World, What Near-Death Experiences May Teach About Life on the Other Side. Today we're going to share the experience of Daisy, who says, I had gone into the hospital to have my tubes tied. My husband later told me that he almost came back to keep me from having the surgery. The surgeon inserted a needle into my abdomen to insert gas to swell the stomach in preparation for the surgery. Missing, he sent an air bubble to my heart, causing me to be clinically dead for four minutes. The surgeon immediately called my husband, telling him that there was a complication and that he should get to the hospital as quickly as possible. My husband couldn't even describe his reaction to seeing me in bed thrashing and the nurses were in the process of restraining my arms. I had already pulled a tube out of my mouth, breaking a capped tooth. Upon hearing his voice, and I assume feeling his caress, I immediately relaxed. I was in a coma for almost two days. My feeling now is that my near-death experience happened before my husband came, and if he had not come, I might not be here today. I remember floating above, watching paddles being used on my chest, and watching the doctors read the electrocardiograph machine from above. I remember nurses doing things to me, but I also saw the tunnel with the light. Who should appear from it? but my brother and sister, whom I loved dearly and had lost in 1970. They were so happy to see me, and I them. I had been dreaming about them constantly for years. My sister had been killed in a car and train wreck, and my brother died of cancer six months later, and I missed them terribly. We hugged and were holding hands. They were begging me to come with them. I started to go with them, and then something stopped me, my husband, and I told them I couldn't go because I had a baby, one year old, a son, nine years old, and my husband, and I wasn't ready to leave them. They were sad, but said of course I had to stay, but they wouldn't be able to come to me anymore. I have never had a dream about them since, but I do believe my brother is living with us as I see his image from time to time. I get goosebumps and teary every time I recall this incident, but I also treasure it because I know they're together. I lost my father in 1999 and my mother in 2001. I never dream about my father, but often about my mother, and she tells me that my brother and sister are now with her. This gives me great warmth. Before my mother passed, though, maybe five years ago on our wedding anniversary, my husband and I were at odds, but in the kitchen together preparing our celebration dinner. He was at the sink with his back to me, and with me faced the other direction at the stove, when at the same time, we found out later, we both felt someone tap us on the shoulder, and it was a definite tap with pressure. I turned to see if he was behind me, but he was at the sink. He didn't react because he knew if I turned around, I would be there and he was talking to me. I feel that uh, I feel that was either my sister or brother telling us to straighten up. About a year after that, I was sitting in, at the computer and my husband was behind me. 
I felt another tap and turned to see what he was doing. He was nowhere in sight, but almost immediately after, maybe one minute, he called from the bathroom asking me why I was coming into the bedroom when I was supposed to be looking for some looking something up on the computer. He still isn't a believer. That's the end of the experience. And I will say, this sounds very familiar to me. I hope I haven't shared this. It, I thought it sounded familiar, and I went and checked uh, the uh, recordings that I've made, and I could not find one for Daisy. So unless it's in a group one or something like that, I don't think I've shared this. But uh, it could just be from my reviewing it, because I've read all these before, or many of these before, in in preparation to... Uh, record them. So I apologize if this is a repeat, but, but, uh, and, and this is a very simple one, but it reflects a couple of interesting things. For example, Daisy talks about how she had dreamt, had dreams about her brother and sister almost nonstop um, since their death. And uh, it had, of course, brought her some comfort seeing them in her dreams though it was probably difficult because waking up every morning and remembering they're dead. But when she died herself and met them, they said, we're not going to be able to visit you anymore. And uh, and she probably wondered at the time what that meant until when she came back and stopped dreaming about them, it indicated that they were somehow contacting her through her dreams. You know, I've heard of this and I've... I've come to the uh, my own personal uh, suspicion that uh, that when you dream about a loved one who has died and it's a positive dream or a meaningful dream in any way, that it probably is coming from them. That just seems to be the case, at least from my own experience and and from the. Uh, some of the experiences that we read here. So if you have dreams about a loved one and they're not the bogus, ridiculous, you know, um, nonsense that some dreams are, but they have some sense of feeling and meaning, then it probably is them. Um, and uh, so I think that's worth noting. It's also interesting to me that they were begging her to stay when she was there with them on the other side. They were begging me to come with them. And when she explains, you know, I have my baby and I have my eight or nine-year-old and I have my husband, I've got to go back and take care of them. Then they say, it says they were sad, but of course I had to stay. But they wouldn't be able to come to her anymore. That's interesting to me because you would think that spirits would have the insight as to whether it is genuinely best for the person to come or to go back, uh, to move on or to go back. And they clearly kind of wanted her to come along. But when she gave her reasons, they kind they backed down and said, oh, of course you got to go back. Why wouldn't they say you've got to go back? Is this a... Is it a selfishness about them? I, I and I don't mean selfishness in the, uh, you know, deeply, you know, prideful, arrogant sort of selfishness. I just mean, you know, how, uh, for example, if someone you love is going on a trip 
for, you know, I don't know, a long time, and you're going to miss them, and and you know that they really want to go, and they've always wanted to do this, so you want them to do this, and yet you also want them to stay. You don't want them to to go on. It's the selfish part of you that wants them to stay, and yet it's a selfishness that is rooted in the love you have for them, in the connection you have for them. And so, you know, it's... I'm not sure if selfishness is really the right word, but uh, it's the uh, it's it's the feeling that they have of wanting to be with them that seems to be getting them to say, "Come with us, come on, come, come with us," which is interesting because, as I understand, with the time difference between the two sides. It may not seem like much time at all for them. It may seem like a minute and a half of time to them, give or take, since time means nothing. Uh, but it is obviously going to feel very long for her after she returns. So, kind of interesting. Anyway, if you would like to support the podcast, uh, there's a number of ways you can do it. You can go to patreon.com slash ndecast and become an ongoing monthly uh, contributor. Uh, For doing so, uh, because the amount is now over $50, you will get an additional episode every week that will come through the Patreon page, and those have, the first one was posted this week, so you Patreon subscribers uh, go to uh, the Patreon page, and you will see the newest post, which is the podcast. You can click and listen to it there, or you can click the Uh, attachment to download it, to put it on your mp3 player or whatever. So um, you can do that. You can also buy the book, um, Life on the Other, or sorry, Life in the Spirit World, uh, What Near-Death Experiences May Teach About Life on the Other Side. And also, if you leave a review on iTunes, that will help other people to find the podcast and will help to bump it up in their in their rankings and so forth so that more people will find it that helps leaving a review leaving you know a five star rating or whatever the honest rating is um, it'll help and uh, also if you would like to contact the podcast to leave your own or share your own experience or to uh, ask a question um, you can do that by calling 970-NDE-CAST or by emailing Podcast at gmail.com. And once again, thank you, all of you, so much for listening. Mm-hmm.